Welcome to the 1 through 10 podcast, where tech entrepreneurs Matt Fortnow and Joe Marcus discuss business with entrepreneurs, athletes, and celebrities who rate random topics from 1 through 10. Welcome to the 1 through 10 podcast. I am Joe Marcus with Matt Fortnow, and our guest today is actor and Broadway star Corey Cott. How's it going, Corey? It's fantastic. Thanks so much for having me. I haven't done a podcast in a long time, so appreciate you guys having me on. Of course. Thanks for being here with us. How's it been going during COVID and the whole industry over there? Yeah, man, that, I, bet, I bet we could have, this would quickly turn into a 10-hour episode if I said all the things that we're all thinking <laughs> about all the topics. But in general, you know what? It's not bad, man. I relocated uh, during the pandemic. I moved from the north. My family and I bought a house down near Atlanta and Georgia. And so that's really exciting, building new community. And I got a few really exciting ventures going on. So all that said, yes, there's immense turmoil and, and, and pain going on around the world. And I'm with everyone and wanting that to end as fast as possible. But I'm also trying to focus on what's best for my life as well and keep you know, trudging forward. And uh, yeah, it's like this simultaneous wanting the world to be better, but also like, you know, focusing on what you can control. It's actually been maybe one of the silver linings of, of this whole thing is that I've, I feel like people have been forced to pivot and I'm certainly one of them. So yeah, it's been, it's been good overall. So how did you pivot uh, because of COVID? So, okay. So like most of my career, I don't know if your audience is familiar with me or not, but most of my career has been live performance, specifically Broadway. I've done a number of Broadway shows, concerts, readings, everything in person. And so, you know, that first year, all of 2020 basically was, I mean, that was decimated. And really the industry, the live performance industry is just now starting to trickle back. I think mm -hmm. the majority of shows are back open in New York. So that's really exciting. So I was basically, I was slated to do a show at, at City Center in New York, and that immediately got canceled. And there was a bunch of projects lined up that I was really excited about, four or five concerts all over the country I was really excited about. All those were immediately gone. So it was a matter of kind of, you know, I think everyone was kind of forced to go inward and go, what do I really care about? What do I want to do? And that question's kind of been percolating in my head for a while. I, I know in general that I wanted to pivot more towards not, not just production, but definitely expose myself to being on the other side of the camera and putting projects together, building relationships between creators, actors, and writers and directors. And, and I have a lot of friends that are on the other side of the camera. And so I started really venturing into that with a, specifically with a buddy who's based here in Atlanta too. And we just started brainstorming how we could do that. We've always dreamed about having our own production company. So about two months ago, we created our production company with another partner of mine who's an attorney, specifically to create content, films, series, any kind of, really any kind of media content. But we'd like to focus on, on television and film first and foremost. And a couple other, uh, I, I, there's another really exciting thing that I wish I could talk about, but I'm on, under a... NDA, so I can't. But another really cool thing that's that we're working on from a production standpoint. So it's been just like, where where can I go? Actors are constantly being put in the position of like begging for permission to work. Basically, that's kind of the idea. Is like, I'm gonna audition for this thing. Please cast me so I can have a job. And COVID kind of forced me to go. I'm done with. I'm not done with that entirely, but I kind of started to grapple with, I want to be more in control of my destiny. I want to be more in control of the projects I want to do. I want to be more in control of creating them and the words that I'm saying. And 
And if there's a way that I could set that up better, I don't know what the best route to that is. And I'm still figuring that out, but it, it feels a lot more exciting to be in control of, of your work. And we, co- weirdly, COVID kind of was just another extended period of time where we di- didn't work for a while because we're used to being out of work. We're used to having a gig, you know, be six months and then you're done for six months. And so thankfully I had a TV show that came out about a year ago uh, on Fox. So there was something to like look forward to and push, even though it was in the middle of the pandemic. But yeah, in general, it's just been kind of switching my mindset about like, all right, how can I be in more control of my work? And what I want to do rather than this, this general feeling of like, I have to wait for things to come to me. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's that entrepreneurial spirit, right? Know, doing your own thing. So yeah. I mean, yeah. but getting back to being an actor, I mean, there's so many people I'm out here in LA, there's so many struggling actors out here, you know, auditioning all the time. And so how was it that you landed the, the series Filthy Rich? I mean, that's great. So I was doing, this was almost three years ago, I auditioned for Filthy Rich now, which is crazy to think. But yeah, I I was just doing pilot season like everybody else. You know, when I've done Broadway shows, you're really unavailable for if your contract doesn't allow it. Most of them are, you're locked in for a while. So I I really haven't been very available contractually to go and pursue pilots um, during pilot season. So it was really one of my first kind of 100% in going for pilot season. So for those who don't know, pilot season is basically from... Traditionally, it's kind of changing now with streaming, but traditionally from December-ish, January-ish to April, all the networks put out their new pilots and they green light a bunch of them and then you shoot a bunch of them and then they take maybe you know three or four of those uh, every network to be their new series for the fall. So this was one of Fox's shows and, and I just did an audition like everyone else. It was the same, same casting director that's cast me in some other stuff. So that helped. But yeah, I just went, I, I mean, I just went and auditioned for it. And then after my team sent me the audition, I thought it was a really cool idea. And Tate Taylor was the creator and director. He directed The Help and a bunch of other really successful films. And I always thought his work was really good. And I knew Imagine Entertainment was on board, which is Ron Howard and Brian Grazer's company. And uh, I had worked with Julie O, who's a producer at, at Imagine as well. And so there was there was some like, you know, th- you never know with, when you're auditioning, but there was some parts of it that I was like, I feel like I could maybe fit in this. And yeah, it worked, it worked out. We shot the pilot in March of 2019. And then I went and did West Side Story in Chicago. And then when I was there, we heard we got picked up for series. And so then we went to New Orleans and shot for six months in New Orleans. And then the pandemic, it was supposed to premiere in the spring of 2020. And then the pandemic pushed it. So it premiered in the September of 2020. And unfortunately, we only ran one season, which, which happens. There's just so much content now. It's really, you got to really find a niche audience to, to keep, you know, to keep yourself on the air these days. But but yeah, it was a fantastic experience overall. It was great. Got to work with Kim Cattrall and a bunch of a bunch of wonderful castmates. And Fox was amazing, and Imagine was amazing. And yeah, it was a great it was a great time. Um, in New Orleans, shooting in New Orleans for six months was it? My whole family went down there. That city is. I mean, everyone talks about that city. Everyone's in love with it. That's that's the, I guess, longer answer to the filthy rich story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I love New Orleans. I mean, the food is great. People are really yeah. friendly. But I remember yeah. I was there in August once and the humidity was insane. Yeah, it's pretty unbearable. And then when you get into hurricane season too, you just, it's kind of a bet you're taking that you, hopefully we, we, when we were going down there, that was definitely a concern. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I hear, I hear you like to play golf. Yeah, I do like to play golf. I've definitely picked the, the most expensive hobby in the world to be <laughs> obsessed with, but I play way too much golf, I think. How often do yeah, you play? I, how often? How often's a lot? Man, so okay, well, 
I played all throughout high, I played through growing up in high school. I played on the golf team in high school. And then basically for 10 years, I didn't play because I was, I was in college and then I went right to the city and started working And New York city is the worst, basically the worst place to have a golf hobby. It's just inconvenient. I'd go to Chelsea yes. and hit balls so. once in a while into the Hudson, which was always, you know, fun, but it's like, I lived in Harlem. So I'd have to put my clubs on the subway, ride all the way down to Chelsea, walk over four avenues. And by the time I got yeah. there, I was drenched and tired. So um, I didn't really play. And then, <laughs> I was in Pennsylvania for a lot of the pandemic in Philly and basically just picked it up again and started some lessons. And basically just during nap time and after the kids would go to bed, I started developing this habit of, I would just go hit balls for an hour, like four or five times a week. <laughs> and then I started playing. I mean, I just had a ton of time. I, I didn't have a lot going on. And so I started, I probably played in the summer of 2020, at least 30 times, 30, so, maybe 35 so times. Handicap. So I got, I think pre COVID, I was probably like 18, 19 and I'm, I'm probably down to like a 10 or 11 now. So I've, I've lowered it pretty significantly, but yeah, you know, this summer I didn't get to play as much this past summer as I did 2020, but I still, I've been trying to get out at least, at least once or twice a week. Like, uh, industry meetings on the golf course. Yeah, for sure. Not many, but my agent and I love to go play together. He lives on a golf course in, in uh, Connecticut. So we'll go play his course and. Yeah, I've, I've had a few other meetings here and there on the course. It can be a great place to, here's the thing about golf with me and meetings. I take it too seriously. <laughs> so like I'm focused. I also don't really like to drink much when I'm a lame person to golf with, I think, because I just like to try to do well. So I'm just not as fun as a typical, like, let's go play 18 and have like a six pack and just, you know, chat about whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do like a quarter of that, but I actually really want to focus on my chip shots and stuff. So, <laughs> so uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm the most fun. I also like beat myself up way too hard, which is my own issue, but I, yeah, I do some meetings, but if I do meetings on the course, I have to really prepare myself that like, I don't care how I play today because this is not about that. This is about going and just connecting with this person and, and trying to convince them to pay for my movie or whatever it is so yeah a lot of business meetings on or on the golf course so it's got to be hard oh to yeah focus out of the you know of the, of the game mode and go into business mode on the course has got to be yeah i think i mean i've heard people that have closed you know multi-billion dollar deals on the golf course like things that i'm sure that have affected all of our lives were probably generated or maybe even completed you know 18th green or something so yeah, I know it's it's power for sure, and it's it's just such a good game. So yeah. it's like so going forward, are are you more focused on your production company or acting or both? What's what's your focus? I would going say, forward? I would say right now it's it's a bit of 50-50. Another element of this is my wife is about to give birth to our third boy. Oh, congrats! About, amazing. Thank yeah, congrats. thanks, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're we're super pumped, uh, ready for it for it to be over. As she especially, but uh, so that's in early November. It's just hard to dive into a new project during that time. So I've sort of said I'm putting off new, like jumping into uh, new acting stuff until 2022, just because mm -hmm. I just need time to, we need time to settle and, and get through that first, those first, you know, three months are basically just nonstop. So, I mean, unless something like really cool came along, I've, I've kind of been like, let's, I'm going to pump the brakes on pursuing acting gigs right now. And in the meantime, I'll be focusing on the production company stuff. And it's been cool to leverage my network from, you know, my acting career to 
pat, you know, kind of jump over to the other side and go, how does this work? How do you, you know, like talking to line producers, how do you build a budget? How do you scout locations? Just whatever it is, it's been exciting. So, and it's given me something to do that I can do that I can focus on for myself and my, my partners, regardless of somebody else coming in and, and uh, you know, giving permission to do it. So, so yeah, I would say right now it's kind of, it shifts by the week, but I was, you know, I was going to go do a movie last month and it kind of last minute I, I had to back out just because like there was a bunch of stuff going on with the family and my wife was sick and the kids were sick. And I was just like, I got to prioritize, you know, it's, it's kind of more oscillating between acting production and family right now. It's kind of this triangle right. of like trying to fit, fit all these pieces in and it's really fun and exciting, but it's also like one week I'm, I have to choose to focus on this this week. Cause it's, it's the iron's hot and or my four-year-old sick and I have to be home with him. So I can't, I'm sorry. I just can't go to this thing, you know? And it's, it's uh yeah yeah it's a crazy time right now but it, it's awesome it's really really fun so yeah that could yeah. be a movie in and of itself right the right juggling. this is us like the cot the cot family yeah right yeah the <laughs> cot family yeah before we jump into the one through ten topic the one question I had is because we talked to you know a lot of actors people in the entertainment industry and yeah. a, a lot of them want to know if there are any t you know shortcut or any type of thing they could do other than just going to an audition after audition after audition for someone like you who has a successful career and has made it on Broadway and everything looking back is there anything that you would have done differently or that you would recommend to new actors in the industry trying yeah. to break out into it yeah for sure I would say find every way you can to create your own stuff act you're as an actor you're an individual entity you're you know i mean i literally have an llc i have a or i have i guess it's it's structured as an escort but i i have my own company that everything flows through and you have to think about it like that some people are lucky to get by on their their ability and having a team around them that just focus on all of that stuff for them but i I always was really inspired by people like, you know, the, the Ron Howards and George Clooney's and Tom Hanks, the guys that like created businesses alongside of their career and had Mark Wahlberg's another one that's doing it in amazing ways, like having a, an ability and an understanding of, of business structure and how to create multiple verticals, multiple revenue streams outside of just their acting career, but also that leverages their acting career to do that stuff. And that doesn't mean you have to be famous to do that. So for me, I get excited about the idea of like, come on, let's all get together and find a way to build something, you know? And sometimes that takes that person to go, no, I, I want you and you to come here and, and we're going to figure this out together. And I wish I had done that earlier on. I wish I had done that in my twenties more. I did it a little bit, but I was so ingrained in my performance career that I just didn't have as much ambition because I was so focused on creating, you know, my acting career. So I would say try to do that simultaneously because they, they help each other. They really do. And I'd also say just like learn how to manage your money. <laughs> like That's important. Learn, yeah. 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 And, you know, yeah. And like, I know you guys are crypto guys. I got into the space, the crypto space a few years ago and have done really well with it. And, and I would just say, learn about the trends that are happening right now, because the, the world is shifting so fast and from a financial landscape that, you can get on, if you strike while the iron's hot, you do your research and figure out what is going on and how to how to play the game a little bit. You can really set yourself up for some success in ways that you might not have anticipated. And with the shift that's happening right now, I would say really personally that, I mean, every financial advisor might like boom me out of the room, but I would say look into that space because it's, I, I think it's the future of, of how we, of how we, you know, use commerce and, and exchange value with each other. So 
that would be one thing, one specific thing. But in general, just learn how to like manage money and save money. That's a yeah. whole conversation. I mean, Matt's Matt's book comes out Tuesday next week. I don't know when this podcast will be be out, but his book on NFTs and the whole crypto space. Oh, cool! Um, is co- coming out. Yeah, yeah coming out on October twelfth. Yeah. Oh, congrats! That's awesome. What's it called? It's called the NFT Handbook. Oh, nice. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a. a- a way to a tutorial on NFTs of sort of exactly, yeah, explanation. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll send you a nice. copy. It's it's the first worldwide published book on NFTs. So wow, yeah. well well done. That's fantastic. I'm sure that'll get eaten up. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cool. So this is going to bring us to the one through ten portion of the podcast that we've all been waiting for. So awesome. we pick uh, ten random topics and ask you to rate them one through ten. Right. 10 is you love this thing. This is great. Zero miserable. You don't want anything to do with it. Love it. Okay. Um, great. All right. It gets okay. Really First random. topic we is go. soup in the summer. Zero. Zero. Not, wow. not a fan. Unless it's, I mean, yeah, I'm not a big soup guy in general. I like chili in the winter and i like i like a clam chowder here and there but i'm not really much of a of a soup guy in general so but in the summer man i'm just thinking about that new orleans atlanta heat yeah i <laughs> all i want rough, is yeah. like all i want is like you know some yeah, something tea. refreshing yes yes some sweet tea i just think when i think of soup i think of being sick you know so i don't right i don't associate it with that yeah, yeah. exactly yeah okay yeah. starting off with the big zero okay <laughs> Uh, was that too mean i'm sorry I no no it no it's That's... good let's let's work our way up <laughs> okay. hopefully next okay topic. okay all right okay next topic mike tyson's face tattoo as a kid i would be zero but as i get older i'm like that's a 10 that's so you appreciate it more wow. growing up oh yeah, yeah for as sure you get older i would never get one but like you know what iconic mike tyson face tattoo is uh no one's gonna ever mess with that guy on he's mike tyson but that tattoo especially that gonna, you know, can, scare people away you can so. appreciate the yeah the the balls it takes on someone to get a tattoo like that on their face it definitely takes a specific person and who, who else but mike tyson to get a face tattoo right he's I mean, a perfect guy for it, it. <laughs> it makes sense it made almost i can't imagine a world without a face tattoo on mike tyson you know right, right. <laughs> i don't want i don't want to live in that world <laughs> <laughs> okay so all right so we go from zero to ten all right i think we're on the number three here number three Going to the farmer's market. A good, healthy six, I'd say. Yeah. Like six. Well, so yeah, there's one near us actually where we live. That's on Saturday mornings. And farmer's markets to me are kind of like Christmas when you get older. It's like every year you're like, oh, it's Christmas time again. At least for me, I don't know if you guys celebrate Christmas or not. But for me, it's like the holidays, or I guess, in general. But like Christmas, it's like it's coming. It's exciting time of year. And then it gets here and it's kind of like, man, I think I'm more excited. And this happens to me every year as an adult. And it gets here and it's great, but it's like, I just, it wasn't as exciting as it was as a kid. And farmer's markets kind of feel like that where I like, I don't know what it is. If I went to one as a kid or something and enjoyed it, but every time I'm like the idea of a farmer's market is so awesome. And like, oh, there's going to be fresh, fresh jams and kettle corn and like, you know, we, we, other weird accoutrement like woodworking things and you get there and you're like ah, it's, a, it's a letdown it's pretty, yeah it's, pretty, it's, it's okay <laughs> all right it's like it's not a below a five but 
I'm not going to give it much more than a seven, a six, six I think. A six. A six. You, yeah, six. You get excited about it, but you're not, you're not like ecstatic about it. It's, it's. Yeah, I think it's every time I get there, it's kind of like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this is it's killed an hour on better. Saturday morning. So it's a fair score. Okay. Okay. We're at number four now. Okay. Listening to voicemails. That is a full on zero. Really? Full. I do not like listening to voicemails. Oh. Yeah. Do you I don't listen even, to them though? You don't get excited? I, I actually, no. well, it depends. I guess it depends who it's from. I don't even really, frankly, I don't even really leave more voicemails anymore because of that. Also, also you can kind of read voicemails now on, right. you know, on, yes. on your phone. So that gets a little weird because she might not interpret it or exactly. she, yes. the phone so. might not interpret it as well as, <laughs> right. as uh, you know, as, as it's spoken. So, so but yeah, zero. in general, I don't, I'm not a big fan of voicemails when anymore. You see, when you yeah. see a voicemail, it's like, oh, damn, I got like, oh, like a chore it. almost, right? It's yeah, I don't, I don't, I just let it sit there. I let it yeah. sit there for like for weeks and I don't. You just call the person back without listening to it? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Unless it's somebody that I haven't heard from or spoken to in a long time. Here's the, here's the irony. A lot of times I miss calls because I'm in the middle of with the kids or whatever it is. So I do rack up voicemails. So that's, that's the irony is that I have a lot of them, but I just don't, I, I, yes, I, to answer your question, I will just call them back rather than listen, listen to it. Cause I feel right. like it wastes, like at that point I just waste time. I could probably just call them and get the same information, you know? Right. So, right. Yeah. Gotcha. Zero on voicemails. Okay. All right. Number, All right, number five, <laughs> number five. I'm hot, I'm hot or not. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this, this is extreme. All right. Vinyl okay. records. Yeah, definitely up there. Because I get older, I appreciate those a lot more. I'd probably say uh, a good old eight. 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 Okay. That's yeah. Nice, yeah. You, you yeah. have a um, record player, turntable? I have a, well, it's not a, a real Victrola, but there is a company called Victrola that is making pseudo turntable Victrolas that, that also pair as like a Bluetooth player and, and a radio, an AM, FM radio, and you can plug your phone in and it has right. a turntable. So it's like, it's not real, but I have records and I play it on there. Yeah. I mean, you could get it on Amazon for like, you know, 200 bucks or something like that. It probably looks cooler than it actually sounds like it, it, it comes to a point where it's like, I'll just Bluetooth my phone. And this point. but I would, my dad has a huge record collection and has a real Victrola and has a real, uh, real record player. And me like 78s, you mean? yeah oh yeah sorry yeah i guess that's different than than vinyl right but he does have a record player too and he has yeah he has a massive massive record record collection and and kind of inspired our all of our my me and my siblings uh taste in music so it kind of brings back that that nostalgia there but yeah in general i mean I, it's funny to see those like records come back like they've kind of become that like our yeah. generation has you know has had pieces of, of different nostalgia things like novelty items of the past come back and be part of our culture again and that's cool i like that i like that that's one of them yeah i think it, i i love i love the vinyl i mean i don't think eight track tapes will ever come back though if you if you remember those so. you know <laughs> i don't even know what that is what is uh, that I I mean, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah my point exactly yeah <laughs> No, that was just that was the a cassette bad tapes. Idea. Is that what you're trying to say? The, the cassette tapes? Like, no, no. Like... Eight track tapes were different than cassette tapes. You couldn't even fast forward or rewind. You just have to right. change tracks. Wow, that sounds horrible. It was. Wow. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the last show I did on Broadway was called Bandstand. It was about a swing band in the 40s. 
And um, in my dressing room, I had a record player and I would listen to, before the show every day, I would listen to Glenn Miller or Tony Bennett or, or whoever it was, just a bunch of big band. And I really, I, I, I look fondly back on that time. So yeah, I can give a good, a good eight for, eight. Record, for, cool. for vinyl. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. At number six, making our way down. Number six, having to remove your shoes to enter someone's house. So we've kind of become those people unfortunately because for i basically never did that growing up i would always have my shoes on but with kids we were like yeah you need to take your shoes off so i i <laughs> that's another irony i always offer to do it in somebody's house but i don't necessarily care about doing it that much or i don't, you don't I like don't, it no I if they like say it. you have to remove your shoes to come in what, what, what do you right do you appreciate that or are you like ah oh, man why do i uh, what a this? pain in the butt i get it i get it I guess I appreciate it because it's their house. They can do whatever they want. So I'm going to give it, I'm just going to give it an even five. Five. Even five. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I kind of get it. I, I don't know if I'd still go so far as to say I appreciate it, but I get it. Yeah. My wife would probably say a 10. Oh yeah. She's a clean, like she is the cleanest person in the world. If yeah. one crumb falls to the ground, she's like swoops it up gone. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. I mean, thank God she's, I'm not saying I'm That's dirty, good. but like, you know, with it's hard to keep a house clean with kids and, and a dog and, and she, she crushes it, but she also like will very respectfully, kindly ask people to take their shoes off because of that. So. Okay. Perfect. Five on the shoes. All right. Number oh. seven, country music. I, in the past, in the COVID has been another interesting time for me. I never liked country growing up, but some, for some reason, the past two years, I've, I've listened to more country than I have in my entire life. So I'm, I'm trending upwards into the, like, into the sevens and to the eights, I would say with country. I've really grown to love country. Yeah. Maybe a, maybe a seven, maybe a seven. seven. I wouldn't say it's my favorite genre, but I've definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I would, I definitely give it more credit. I think it's a genre that gets so much crap um, for so many, maybe some earned real reasons, but in general, I think the good country the countries the country songs and the country musicians that are 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 writing really really well and i i think they're just as talented if not more than than every any other genre doing it so any particular yeah. artists you like yeah for sure i love I, I love chris stapleton i love luke combs i like carly pierce so there's there's a lot of crossover there that i I really appreciate and so yeah the, I mean those are the those are the main guys that I like I just like solid good seven though yeah solid seven yeah I'll leave it at a seven all right number eight number eight gmail oh man I mean I use it like more than basically anything else in my life so it's pretty good I think gmail's pretty good yeah I I, I guess if I had to rate it yeah maybe like a, maybe a six six seven six? really Six. Yeah. It's, not up, it's not higher up there. Which one? Six or seven? Let's do seven. We'll do seven. 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 So, yeah. so what are your, what are your issues with uh, Gmail? I guess I'm like a little skeptical about just big tech in general. Like privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I know everything's encrypted and all that. And I, but at the same time, it's like we live in this digital age and you just kind of don't know exactly where all your information's going at all the time. And that, right. I guess that's not even a discussion about Google as it is just the general trend of, of big tech and data and stuff like that. So I don't really have any, comp I, there's no user experience complaint about it or anything like that. It's more just, I guess, 
maybe I'm a little skeptical about like how secure is it really so maybe that yeah if it's starting at a 10 maybe I dock maybe like a seven and a half maybe I dock like two and a half points to no there's no, there's no halves there's no halves <sighs> okay then yeah, yeah we're rounding down on seven seven, seven. all right round it down to seven <laughs> yeah okay, leave it cool at seven. yeah two more to go number nine okay okay rosé wine love rosé yeah They're, that that doesn't go well with soup in the summer no but unlike soup i will drink rosé and i'll drink rosé like if it's 25 degrees out and snowing so i would give yeah i give rosé a good nine i love nice. rosé rose all day yeah. nine rosé oh yeah i'll drink it with the bros drink it with the girls drink it with whoever yeah love rosé yeah go and it goes well with most things i think i, I could mm-hmm. drink it with a steak dinner, I would feel fine drinking it. I would drink it with, you know, fish dinner. I'd drink it just hanging out outside. You know, it kind of, kind of so pairs all, well with many all things. All-purpose kind of wine. There you go. All-purpose, like that. Yeah, that works. So it's a nine. Yeah, you said nine. Now we're on. Yeah, nine I'm, good. I'm good. That's I'm good on rosé. That's good. It is. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, solid nine. Yeah. yeah. All right, number ten. Let's see if we end on a on a high note. Okay. Is, all, right, let's uh, do it. all right, George Costanza. <laughs> yeah 10 for ten? sure ten. yeah yeah like one of my most iconic tv characters of all time for sure you, you don't find him a little annoying no that's because, his charm well i mean i relate to him in a lot of ways sometimes i think he's just so good in that show wow i'm blanking on his what's the what's the actor's jason name again? alexander jason alexander right yep jason alexander is so good in that role and also Jason Alexander comes from musical theater roots, which is also like when musical theater people see other musical theater people succeed in a, like mainstream way, there's this like appreciation of that. So I've always thought that was pretty cool. But in general, George Costanza is, yeah, is to, got, gotta be, I don't, I don't, I'm not annoyed by him, but I will also say this. I'm not as well-versed on the whole Seinfeld discography, the whole, I've never seen the entire series all the way mm-hmm. through. I'm not as... Like if you started quoting Seinfeld right now, I probably wouldn't know exactly what you're talking about just based on quotes. But like in general, when I watch that show, I think he's hilarious. I mean, Kramer, I guess, would, is takes the cake in general for that show. I think he's great. I'm going to give him, I'm giving him a 10. Jason Alexander, this, because it's half Jason Alexander, half George Costanza for me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Ending on a high note. Yeah, why not? Corey, it was great having you. It was awesome. Is there anything you want to plug, give out your Instagram handle or anything like that? Yeah, sure. I, I don't post very much, but yeah, my Instagram is nap on a cot. A little pun because my last name is cot, cot with uh-huh. two T's. And uh, I'm on there sometimes, but, but yeah, in general, um, it's uh, there, there's, I wish I could talk more about some specific stuff, but, but in general, no, just thanks for having me. And it was, it was fun just chatting. Yeah. I appreciate it. Great. We wish you the best of luck with your new production company and, and your acting. Awesome. We hope to see you up there on the screen. Yeah. And in the credits as well, behind the camera. Yeah. So, hey, it was great having you. We wish you the best of luck and, you know, keep in touch. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, All right. Joe. Thanks Appreciate a lot. It, guys. Take Bye. care, Corey. See you. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 1 through 10 podcast. 